The Federal Financial Institutions Examination Council this week responded to institutions' questions and concerns about its cybersecurity assessment tool, a tool released in July 2015 that has been criticized by industry experts and bankers for its lack of clarity and confusion about the role it plays in federal banking and credit union IT examinations. Here, Tim Sagerson and Wayne Trout of the National Credit Union Administration, one of the five federal agencies that comprise the FFIEC, review what the FAQ includes and doesn't include, and how it can and should be used by financial institutions, especially smaller ones, to help enhance cybersecurity. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. Well, Tim and Wayne, thanks again for joining me today. As I mentioned in the introduction, the cybersecurity assessment tool has been criticized for its lack of clarity, which is why the FFIEC issued this recent FAQ. But in looking at the FAQ, it really seems to just rehash what the FFIEC has already said about how this tool can be used. Do you agree with that? This is Tim, and thank you for having us, Tracy. I think it affirms and uh, maybe uh, provides a little more detail of issues that folks have been asking. Um, it may not cover 100% of what the industry is looking for, and we've uh, all, all the agencies, but in particular NCUA, have been doing a pretty significant outreach to try and get the word out as well. So could the FAQ be more expansive? Yes. Um, I can tell you that um, there were a lot of negotiations. This thing has been something that we actually started working on uh, late last year, and we really had to come to a consensus among all the agencies as to how we were going to address the content uh, and what type of content needed to be in the, the FAQ. So this FAQ coming from the FFIC was intended to be clarity on all of the issues um, that there is complete consensus across the agencies on. I understand um, that there are issues with folks related to the exam process, and we can get into those as we get through the interview here. The FFIC notes in the FAQ, Tim and Wayne, that it does not plan to release an automated assessment tool, but experts say that manual processes, such as what the cybersecurity assessment tool proposed, will likely cause more problems for smaller institutions. And these are the institutions, of course, that the tool was designed to help. Do you agree that manual cybersecurity assessment can be an issue? So this is Tim again. I'm going to speak in terms of the credit union world, which from our perspective, just a little bit of background information, 80% or nearly 80% of our institutions have assets less than $100 million in consolidated balance sheet assets. That usually means that if they have any professionals on staff, it would be maybe one person and that they're relying on outside uh, consultants and also their vendors as part of their infrastructure in information security and information technology management. So while an automated tool may provide a greater benefit uh, to some organizations, particularly those that are more expansive, um, where they're going to have to bring a large number of individuals together to complete parts of it, for example, possibly the inventory, their asset inventory and their uh, inventory and schematic of connections and interconnections. In the smaller organizations, this is really going to be done by uh, uh, one or two people uh, and consulting with uh, their vendors and their service providers. So my view is that a manual process shouldn't be that hindering for the smaller institutions. Some organizations have developed tools that are a little bit more automated. This is the first go-round for this tool. I know that we want to make some uh, modest improvements as we move down the road and, and then as frameworks and strategies change within government and across industry, we also want to have a more uh, complete revision to the tool. 
Um, and I think that's something that we'll, we'll continue to revisit as we go down the road. But for us, the most important thing is to gain a familiarity and understanding with the tool. The process is the most important part of this. And I talk about this a lot when we're out speaking the circuit. It's the effort that you put into it, the process that you go through where you're actually thinking about this stuff that really adds value to the organization and adds value to your uh, information security strategy. And uh, I've given examples um, where we've corresponded with institutions where they're having internal debates about where they should land on an inherent risk profile, for example, because of the unique characteristics of their particular organization. They trigger some indicators to the moderate level and some indicators to the low level. Um, and we've had this, you know, entered the discussion with them on that. But what was really great was to see them having this discussion internally. And it wasn't just in the technology area, but it was across the organization, which is what I think is the real benefit of having a tool out there like this. What I've seen in the field is the credians that are looking for an automated tool have already found it. Either they're using an automated tool that's provided by a vendor that they use, or they've come across the financial services sector coordinating council version, which was developed in conjunction with FSISAC. Uh, basically a fillable Excel spreadsheet that they've used to kind of go through and monitor what their progress is in completing the tool and kind of where the tool kind of ranks them out in their maturity level. So uh, like Tim said, the smaller institutions are uh, kind of going through it in a paper process. A lot of what they do day-to-day -day is more manual than it is automated. So the more sophisticated institutions are looking for something automated that they can parse out to the different uh, divisions and input the information. So the ones that are looking for it, uh, have found a solution either through a vendor or through uh, publicly available Excel versions of the cyber assessment tool. So Tim, you mentioned that this again is the first iteration of this tool and there will be some changes you know, later on down the road. Do you think the FFIEC might change its mind about releasing or issuing some type of automated assessment tool in the future? That's a, a great question, Tracy. So let me talk a little bit about what NCUA is planning to do. And again, it's a gradual process for us. We operate with a limited fixed number amount of resources and, and so we're not an eight-lane highway, but we are a two-lane highway and, and we, we progress through it. But what we plan to do is to integrate essentially a review process into the examination program that will mirror the CAT, the assessment tool. And as part of that process, we're in the process of developing an enhanced tool set for our examiners. As with all of our examination aids that we've used throughout time, we make those available to the industry as well. Um, our goal is to have complete transparency in this area. So once we've fully vetted this enhanced tool, which will have some automation to it, that's something that we'll share with the industry, um, like we do with all of our work plans. I know there have been on and off discussions among the FFIEC agencies. I not sure that we would host something at the FFIEC level, but there is interest in, in that possibility. I don't really want to speak for the other agencies, though, in, in what they'd be willing to commit to at this point in time. But I do know that it's not something that we've ruled out. It's just for us, I think the, the important thing is to get a good structured process in place that will stand the test of time and that we get the bugs worked out of. And then from there, take a look at how we can enhance the, the experience and the process for the industries. And Wayne, from your perspective, do you think that perhaps having the FFIEC try to issue something that would automate all these processes might confuse things? Because building on what Tim said, a lot of credit unions are trying to put automated processes in place and then maybe working more closely with the NCUA in particular in this case would make more sense. 
Yeah, I think uh, the other agencies are going to have their processes, and the institutions that they're regulating generally are much larger than what we have. Like Tim alluded to, about 80% of our institutions are under 100 million, which is even below the smaller community banks that uh, are regulated by the other agencies. Uh, so kind of utilizing the tool that we come out with may be kind of the next step uh, in the process for them. So let's let's build on that just a little bit because the FFIEC in this FAQ reiterates that use of the tool is not mandatory but says that individual institutions should work directly with their regulatory agencies to determine how the tool is going to be used during examinations. It still seems that there could be some ambiguity there about exactly how the tool should be used. Are there things missing from the FAQ at this point that the FFIEC still needs to address? So this is Tim, and I'll, I'll start out with that, and then I'll give Wayne a chance to sound in also. Again, when we when we initially uh, began the process of building out a, a frequently asked questions, what we all agreed to was that anything that's in there, we all had to have complete consensus across all the agencies on. So understand that in addition to the five FFIEC agencies, the Federal Reserve, the Office of Comptroller Currency, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, the NCUA, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, we also have the State Liaison Committee, which is our interface with state regulators around the country who are our counterparts when we're supervising our institutions. Um, we can't guarantee that everybody's going to take the same approach. Um, some agencies have integrated uh, key components of the tool into their existing exam programs. I think if you Google INTREX or search for it on the, the FDIC website, you'll see a tool that's taking components of the CAT as well as other work plans related to GLBA and InfoSec, and they've combined it into a singular tool for their staff to use. My understanding is that the OCC is doing similar to what we're doing, which is their examiners are conducting the review using that tool. We haven't formally begun that process. We haven't prohibited our examiners from walking through it if, if they choose to, but it's an examiner activity for us. And what that means is our goal here is, is twofold. One, it is to have a structured process that will allow us to consistently assess risk and identify where we need to make changes in our supervision plans or possibly industry guidance, and two, to build capability and capacity within our organization. Our goal here is to, similar to being able to understand credit risk related to loans or understand interest rate risk related to mismatches between assets and liabilities, our position is that uh, the modern uh, forward-looking examiner financial examiner has to have a baseline level of capability and awareness and understanding of cybersecurity related risks. So our goal is to build that into the normal exam process uh, with sufficient aids and training so that um, our financial examiners are able to competently complete a review in um, the majority of our institutions, which are those less complex organizations. Um, so there's a variety of, of approaches all of them centered around a consistent, structured set of concepts, which is, is embodied in the tool, but each organization is working a little bit differently. There may even be some state regulators that have asked their institutions in a blanket way to complete that assessment and return it to the state, for example, or for them to review it during part of the exam. So there may be some regulators that have incorporated in or made it um, part of their exam process in the ways that maybe some folks have, have raised some fears. That's really you know, an autonomous organization or agency's decision. But like the OCC and similar to the FDIC, our approach has been to 
build it into our process as an examiner activity and not require it for institutions. So if you look at the frequently asked questions, that is clearly dated and clarified in there. The briefing that we did, Wayne and I both did with our board publicly to, again, provide some clarity in this area, uh, we made it clear that there is no expectation that an institution is completing this. Uh, we would recommend it, but there are many other approaches and strategies that an organization can use that are sufficiently comprehensive for them to, to get to the same place. And we believe the tool, which has been informed by or crosswalked with most of the, the well-known and well-established strategies, will help us get to that same place without overlaying that requirement on the institutions. On the examination process right now, for institutions that have attempted either a partial or have actually gone through and completed the assessment tool, uh, examiners are engaging in conversation with those institutions' managers and determining what the institution rated themselves in the inherent risk profile as well as what the institution rated themselves at in the maturity portion of the tool. And part of this is to stimulate the conversation and get it out there. So in some of the examinations that I've done in the past two years, I had asked larger institutions that I was at if they had taken the cyber assessment tool and, and begun it in any process and engaged in some conversations. In some cases, it was the institution had trouble interpreting a portion of it, say, for instance, Domain 3, some of the cybersecurity controls that were performed by an external security vendor. Uh, the institution wasn't uh, rating itself at a high enough maturity level because they were interpreting it as steps that they were taking with their staff internal to credit union. And when we discussed it and went through, it was the fact that the vendor was performing these functions on their behalf, and that was what they were contract for, that actually that institution needed to be at a higher level. So for the institutions that have taken it, uh, we do facilitate those discussions and we review what they have and kind of either point out uh, some potential differences in either what they rate themselves as too low or if they may be giving themselves more credit in areas that uh, where they haven't fully met maybe a lower maturity level. So, uh, But those are completely voluntary. Uh, we're just kind of stimulating that process to begin a way to for an institution to assess its risk management of cyber risk. How are they proceeding, whether they're using the tool or whether they're using another industry standard, whether or not they've utilized the NIST CSF framework. We're trying to engage and see where they are in the process of addressing their risk in the area. And then finally, before we close, one additional question for you. What's your response to some of the criticisms that the tool does not align well with the NIST cybersecurity framework? I suppose that aligning with a framework um, can be challenging and could always be better. What I will say is this. From the beginning, we uh, corresponded with NIST on what we were developing. And long before we actually published this tool, the agencies, um, we actually shared it with NIST and had a sit-down with them where they were able to criticize where they saw gaps between what we had developed and what their framework uh, interpreted or how they interpreted the framework um, that they developed. And we made appropriate adjustments to the tool as part of that process. In addition to that, if you go to the FFIEC website, you'll actually see a crosswalk both between our IT handbooks, which are longstanding guidance that's been provided to the industry and set some expectations, as well as the CSF. So uh, we've tried to provide as much transparency as possible in that area. They're not organized the same way. Um, that's clear. I think in some cases the tool takes a step beyond that. We were at a meeting when NIST had their conferences a few months back, and we heard a litany of criticisms both of the tool from the industry and of the NIST framework. 
And part of those criticisms were that there were areas of the tool that weren't really well addressed or completely addressed or appropriately addressed within this framework, to which they acknowledged that they deliberately and stated that when they came out with the framework, left some of those areas for a later version or later release. So the tool itself is strong in the governance area and the strategy formation and policy formation area. Uh, and it's also strong in the external dependency area, possibly uh, more so than the actual framework itself. So yes, there could be criticisms that it doesn't align perfectly or 100%. Uh, we've done our best to show how it aligns. And that's, again, on the FFIEC website. You can see the crosswalk. Uh, and my understanding is that Appendix B is, I think, what it's actually called on the website. And my understanding is that NIST was actually pretty impressed with the crosswalk that we did. And Wayne, do you have any additional thoughts there? Just kind of reiterating what Tim said is that the NIST framework was the uh, predecessor out there that was, uh, that was commissioned and put out, and that was for the uh, critical infrastructure sectors, all of them, not just the financial. And some of the early criticism was, why did uh, the FFICC fit to develop its own assessment tool when the CSF was already out there? And part of the discussion that happened in the development process was that the CSF uh, from NIST was a much broader tool developed to address multiple sectors of critical infrastructure, not just the financial sector. And that's why the FFIC did, went in the direction it did in developing the cyber assessment tool, was to put a focus on the, uh, on the financial aspects in the cybersecurity area. At the completion of it, we did develop the uh, Appendix B to NIST, and then uh, to kind of reemphasize the baseline and the existing guidance that was already part of this, was the mapping that we put into the FFIC handbooks, uh, which are listed out in Appendix A. Everything that went into this tool at the baseline was existing regulatory guidance or regulatory requirements. It was already processes and procedures that were already required and in place for many years. In the two appendixes, I think the tool has a good cross-reference to uh, not only issued FFIC guidance, but also the NIST cybersecurity framework. Well, Tim and Wayne, I'd like to thank each of you for your time as well as offering some regulatory perspective on the FAQ and the Cybersecurity Assessment Tool. Thank you, Tracy. Again, we've just heard from Tim Sagerson and Wayne Trout of the NCUA. For Information Security and Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.